Welcome to Paradox Walk Podcast, specializing in paranormal activity, UFOs, glitches in reality, dream realities, cryptids, anything completely out of the ordinary. Today's episode, we'll be talking about one of the strangest phenomenon to ever exist in the history of the world. It's the Black Stickman phenomenon. If you've never heard of the Black Stickman phenomenon, it's uh, recently people have been seeing randomly, it seems. It doesn't matter if it's day or night. It doesn't matter if it's in the city or out in the woods. Um, they've been seeing these creatures that look like the black stick man that's on uh, like a bathroom for like the men's room or women's room and glitches in the matrix in this episode as well where reality seems to not be what it seems and shadow people will be discussed and how some neuroscientists were able to make a seizure patient actually see what they described as a shadow person that they called not just a shadow person but threatening a lot of these uh, seizure reports um, involve shadow people either chasing the person or like right before they go into a seizure, like they'll try to get away from it and then when it makes contact with them, they'll start going into a, like a grandma seizure. And I just, I couldn't believe when I came across this report. First story here I'm going to read is a black stick man. Like I always do, I'm just going to cut out all this stuff and just go right into the story. Quote, to set the scene, I live in this pretty small and rural town, and most of the neighborhoods are somewhat in the woods. My high school soccer team was having an end-of-season party at one of these players' homes in one of these wooded neighborhoods. Towards the end of the night, somebody mentioned a house towards the end of the road past the curve and, like, cut off area by the woods that a doctor used to own but he wasn't leave he wasn't there and he was like leaving it somewhat abandoned for some reason we all decided to go and check it out so she goes on uh, to talk about people trying to get inside i think she says there was about eight or nine people total and a bunch of people tried to climb up on the roof to get in so they were just joking around and just kind of poking around the area, the people that didn't want to try to climb the house. Uh, she says, I noticed a sound that was reminiscent of crackling sound on the roof. It started sounding like somebody was walking back and forth on the roof. And I looked up thinking that it was somebody who had made it up there. One of our friends and I see the sil silhouette of what I thought was one of the kids' faces, but it was pitch black with bright white eyes. And I looked around to see who was missing, but everybody was there. Like, I guess she could see where everyone was at that angle. And then she saw, like, there was this extra entity that was looking at her. I looked back, and, I s and the sound of this thing was gone. I ignored it for the time, thinking that it just may be some kind of animal. Or I have to be honest with you, because all the other people that were around, I wasn't really that scared. So I just kept on talking with everybody. Later, a friend of mine and I decided to walk to the other side of the house and have our own little conversation. As soon as we crossed the corner of the house, we thought we heard an animal or a deer walking through the trees. So we walked closer to get a better look, and we suddenly heard leaves crunching all around us. So we started to get a little spooked, and we turned around to walk back, and we got closer to the house. We heard more leaves crunching right behind us, and we turned around to see a black stick figure standing not more than 10 feet away. It was motionless between the swaying trees staring at us with those same white eyes that I saw on the roof earlier. I never heard anybody describing their encounter with a stick man and seeing bright white eyes. However, this is where my story is a bit different. I guess the outline of this thing was clearly that of some kind of black stick person. 
as both me and my friend saw this, we pretty much lost it. And we yell out to everybody that we're heading back to that other kid's house. The entire time we're walking off the property and down the driveway, we feel like somebody's following us. And still we hear these leaves crunching like somebody was right behind us and walking. As soon as we stepped off the driveway and onto the main road, we felt something like an instant relief. And we didn't hear any leaves crunching behind us anymore. She goes on to mention like maybe that's why the doctor has never returned to his property. So there's a lot of these stories of people seeing these things. And they, besides the white glowing eyes, they kind of describe them the same. Some of the words that people use to describe them is like electric energy around them. Another one is um, that they, uh, in some way, that's hard to describe because they're just a black stick figure. People claim that these things like almost have like an arrogant presence to themselves. Like they think they're some like great thing or something which is weird for just a stick figure to think that it's better than a person maybe someone should have on their iphone like the people are awesome youtube videos like one of those just handy and just start playing it and show them like hey i'm a person look what we can do so the next story here is another black stick man story i was walking up to my local park with two of my friends it was about nine o'clock in the evening and there was a path when you first walked to the park that leads to this elementary school a hill leading up to the park so we just kept on walking toward what seemed like a dog and it was just frozen and staring at us and as i got closer to this thing which i thought was a dog he then ran away and i saw its spine it was nothing like what i'd seen before it had short legs but it was weirdly long and that's not where it gets interesting though we just walked up to the park when we were leaving about 10 minutes later we were walking and wondering if we would be able to see it again so we stopped and stared down the path it's more like a concrete path then me and one of my friends saw the stick man like thing running down the hill towards the woods it was going extremely fast it was about seven feet tall maybe a little bit shorter it had pointed arms and legs and i didn't really get a good look at its head i saw it for maybe a good four seconds and it wasn't really black it was more like black and gray and i saw it clear as it went into view of the street light it was just running and then and then before it got to the path and vanished it was pretty terrifying for me and I got the chills looking at it, and I explained what I saw to my friend, and he claimed that he saw the same thing. So there's this other one. I was living in London as a student back in the early 1990s. I was walking back from a friend's house where another friend, Sue and myself, had spent the whole night talking and revisiting with a group of other people. No drugs or alcohol had been involved other than just coffee. Sue lives some ways away, so I'd offer to let her crash over at my place. Dawn was just breaking, as we turned onto my street, we were very tired. We didn't say much to each other until I spotted a man walking up towards us on the same path some distance away. I didn't think anything of it. In a city like London, people are up and about at all hours. And besides, we were as well, so he could have theoretically been anybody. And we walked towards the man, and he walked towards us. The place I was staying at was in between myself and Sue and this other person, or this other thing. I began to feel uneasy. I still to this day don't know why I said what I said, but I turned to Sue, and the following conversation took place in whispers. Sue, see that man? Yes, she replied. Well, this is going to sound weird, but he isn't a man, is he? No. Wait, did I just say what you did and he isn't? She replied to what I was saying. The figure we had taken to be a man had changed, as if something had lifted from him. What we saw was this humanoid in shape, about five feet tall, and with very long arms, but short legs. 
It was a black silhouette, very thin looking. I've often described it as being similar to the stick man, which is often used on bathroom doors to tell you that you're entering a men's bathroom. So when I say black, I mean black. No light, no shade, nothing, but a void. It was as if somebody had taken a cookie cutter and had shaped a hole in reality in the same shape of something, but almost, but not quite human. The creature seemed to be, well, I've used the word lolloping before, now which isn't really a word, but it denotes the dancing jolly steps it was taking as it walked. It stopped. Both Sue and I felt the creature had realized that we could see it for what it really was, rather than what we were supposed to be seeing, I guess. It turned, or seemed to turn, ever so slightly, and it was then that we could see that the creature wasn't three-dimensional. It was flat, so much so that turning made part of it vanish from our very eyes until it turned back to fully face us once more. It was at that point that we both freaked and we ran without discussion. I got my keys out and fumbled with the front door of the home, which was this big Victorian house converted into flats. I lived on the middle floor. Sue behind me urged me to hurry. We were both terrified. I got to the door and unlocked it and we dashed inside closed and locked it again. We ran up the stairs and hid around the corner like little children peeping at the big front door. We had two big glass panels through which we could see the front garden. The black stick man approached the door, and we could see its dark shape pressing up against the glass. Neither of us could breathe. The creature looked. I say looked. It had no eyes, but it looked through one pane and then, and then the other. It waited for what felt like an eternity before vanishing. One second it was there, and the next it wasn't. It was a few minutes before either Sue and I could find the will to move and get ourselves into my living room and to discuss what we had just seen. We knew whatever it was, it was alien or either up there or sideways, but definitely not from the world we knew, and we felt comfortable with it to post on the Fordian Times website. And then I discovered our experience was not unique. There have been sightings of this creature all over the world, so that's weird. This next story here is a glitch in the matrix story that I've never heard talked about before on any of these channels. The title of this post is Wall Portal, and it, I found this on Reddit. It says, okay, so this story comes from my childhood back in 1992. I just gotten this awesome Lego spaceship. I remember this clearly because I had cut some grass for a week and spent my earnings on a Nintendo Entertainment System with Super Mario. And then he talks about he had the rest of this money left over. And he had his mom take him up to a newly built Target store to buy a toy, like with the remainder of the money. I remember looking down the aisles until I found the one and she asked me, is this what I wanted to spend the last of my money on? Of course I said yes. I spent the night building it. And then I went to school the next day. When I got home, I ran right to my room, put the finishing touches on it, and started playing. I had these little die-cast fighter jets, and with the United States being fresh off the Iraqi type of war thing, and then he puts like in quotation marks like Kuwait Liberation. This was this like big military operation in the early 90s. It was really famous back then. My patriotism was high. The Lego ship was invading the sovereign territory of my top bunk, and America would not stand for such aggressions. Naturally, the ship got shot down. 
being made of Legos, the explosion would be impressive. So the engines of the ship being the target of an AIM-9 missile, it went down and the ship had a crash course right against my wall. Now the wall I threw the ship at was across from my bed and behind it was my closet, a walk-in closet, a snug little walk-in that my brother and I shared. As the ship hit the wall, I heard a huge whoomp with really deep bass to it. Anyway, it did not make the noise a Lego ship hitting the wall should make. From the spot the ship hit my wall, a flat white color rippled. I saw a piece of the wing fall off, but that's it. Stunned, I got down from my bed and ran to the wall to investigate. When I got within arm's length, the wall shimmered like a reflective metallic coat and then went flat. I touched it and everything, but there was nothing. I think he means there was no sign of a collision or anything out of the ordinary. I went into my closet to find the refinements, but only found two pieces. Another wing and the Lego man. I told my parents, but they didn't believe me. And my mom denies ever taking me to Target the day before to buy it. She even looked in her purse for the receipt. Nothing. My ship was gone, and I had expected that something weird happened, but I didn't know what. The next day, in the garage, I found the rest of my ship in the corner in pieces. I brought it in to show my mom, and I put it on my toy box. When I came back, it was gone. That is my first glitch in the Matrix. The thing that I noticed was, like, after that happened, his mom forgot about going to the store, even though he's sitting there with the pieces. It kind of reminds me of when two people watched the same movie, Shazam, back in the mid-90s, and then when a brother or sister calls their other brother and sister that they watched it with, they both watched the movie numerous times together. One remembers it, and the other one doesn't. So he throws this Lego ship against the wall. He's sitting there with the pieces to it, talks to his mom about it. She doesn't remember it but then when he looks away and looks back all the little pieces and the evidence that it was there is gone i don't know i don't know what to think about that there there was something weird about how it went into the wall and not all of it dissipated but then later on it all did i i don't understand that if anybody has any kind of like insight into that i would love to see and read the comments on that emails can be sent to paradox walk podcast at protonmail.com and I'll take any crazy stories too. So I found this on researchgate.net and the title of this research paper is Illusionary Shadow Person Causing Paradoxal Gaze Deviations During Temporal Lobe Seizures. Um, I believe the study was from 2008 by a lot of, uh, they're difficult to pronounce last names for me because I believe it's Norwegian or Scandinavian names for the neuroscientists. The date is July of 2009, but I think when you go into when you go into the paper, the gist of it is they sh- they have a they have a lady that's suffering from seizures and they have her come in for this study and they put like the electrodes in and when they do it at a certain spot, they have a picture on this thing, but at a certain spot if they put this electrode on her, she claims to see a shadow person and she not only looks at it during this little fake seizure that they cause or i don't know if i call it a fake seizure but she says it's a threatening shadow person i'm bringing this up because there's many many stories of people that have seizures claiming that a shadow person is seen first one of the more frightening ones was a lady in australia and i looked for this i don't even want to say how much time i spent trying to find it like it's so hard to find things on the internet these days like i used to be able to just type in some keywords and find stuff but not anymore she was with a friend at 
her friend's house or her own house, I don't know, but they were in some like kitchen and the lady suffering from seizures just kind of looked over into the wall area and she said it looked like there was a like a three-dimensional room inside the wall with a man, a shadow man that was like not happy that she was looking at it. And she, she turns to her friend and she goes, do you see that? Do you see that? And her friend's like, no, what? She goes, do you, you see that man right there? And her friend was like, no, I don't see it. And then he started approaching the victim, the lady with the seizure issues. And she backs away from it and runs into the living room. And, she's, and she like went on some like couch or love seat or something in the living room. And this thing went right inside the house, went right at her. And she said it grabbed her ankle. And immediately once it touched her, she felt, she's, she called electrical or like lightning energy going up her. And she went into a grand mal seizure, but she goes, she remembered, she didn't just go into a grand mal seizure, but she started, she started feeling her body shake. And then in her mind, she saw big text letters, the word Adeline, that's the name of a major city in Australia, Adeline, Australia. And she's, so the comments people wrote were, something along the lines of like what happened like what happened there like she says she'd never been there but she was planning a trip there in the future and something about that you know i was trying to find it for a couple of reasons once i wanted to read it the right way and second i wanted to see any update like what happened when she went to adeline if anybody can find that story that'd be great i'd love to read that again and kind of see an update to that so these neuroscientists with the seizure victim were able to create a shadow person just by putting like these uh, electrodes to her temporal lobe. Does that mean that the electrical pulses make a hallucination of a shadow person? Or does that mean the electrical stimulation creates a door that opens, allowing her to see a shadow person that's always following her around? Here's another story of a shadow person with seizures. This guy called it a demon. Quote, My boyfriend texted me about how he was scared. He had frequent painful seizures that caused him to pass out, stop breathing, and convulsing pain in his body. We can get him to a doctor for certain reasons. When I can, I will. He told me all of a sudden he had a seizure and he passed out. He said he saw a shadow with black Air Force, I think he, she means the shoes, like Air Force Ones. And she says, no, I'm not joking or trolling. He said this. And he said that he was inside of a dark room. The entity was black and had no face, but he said he could feel it staring at him almost like it had a cloak over it. My boyfriend said he could only feel his head and arms and it felt like his legs were gone. These are the exact words he texted me. Quote, I had a dream, a really short one, and I saw a shadow. And the bitch said, that's what he called it, your demons see your effort in your fight, but it's not enough and that's why you're counting to suffer? continuing the quote here and i tried to talk in the dream but my mouth was covered by a dark hand then the shadow said your energy is unbalanced and tainted so you can't become the person you strive for but you're almost there and your mind is stronger than yourself keep fighting bay that's his girlfriend's name i'm scared and i and don't say i'm mental because i'm not the last thing i heard before i woke up was in italian i think he said the demon told him so I think this Italian is more Latin. The words were anima vestra. He told me what I mentally think of is physically making my body worse and it's causing my soul to be tainted and that's why I'm being held back by the past. 
He said the demon mentioned some other things, such as him having the ability to change the world, and that if he continues to rely on himself and not reach out for others' help, things won't get better. So another shadow person and a seizure victim. That's sad. I wonder, I wonder if instead of neurological, it's these things, and they create a neurological issue. Anybody wondering what anima bestra means? Bestra in Latin means your, and then anima is like your spirit or your soul. So um, yeah, bestra is really similar to like nuestra, which means ours. So it's kind of rooted the same way. I wonder how much of uh, Latin a 17-year-old, you know, Western country, English-speaking, knows. I mean, I've studied Spanish my whole life, and I, I didn't know that Latin phrase, you know what I mean? I highly doubt he is just making this stuff up. To me, that's just cases that I've dug up is evidence of shadow people connected to seizures, but you could never bring this to a legitimate scientist regardless that it's been how many years now and people are still suffering from seizures all over the world and how many years have has science had to work on this it's just they can't be saying that the seizures are causing the shadow people because this kid comes out knowing a latin phrase you know what i mean there's some sort of connection when the shadow person like makes contact or something like that they, they go into a seizure at least for some of them i don't know I'm not a doctor. I'm not some spirit expert. But anyway, I'll go on to the next uh, the next case here. I found this on Glitch in the Matrix. Reddit, quote, Things got weird in my political science class. A phantom sound everyone could hear, but no one could pinpoint the source for. Static energy and an off-putting realization for the origin of the sound. I'm just going to skip ahead here. About two weeks ago, I don't know when he posted it, but... I was sitting in my last lecture of the semester and we were doing professor evaluation, so it was dead silent, except for this odd clicking background sound and a sort of static noise energy you hear and feel when you're in like a computer lab. At first, I assumed the sound was an animal in the walls or something, and he talks about being at a university building where they had a problem with a raccoon, but that's like in parentheses or something like that. So he thought it was an animal in the walls at first, but I wasn't sitting near a wall. The entire left side of the room is floor-to-ceiling windows. I just assumed the static feeling was me being weird. It's a smaller lecture, about 30 students and seven rows of seats about 10 desks long, and we all spread evenly throughout the seats. The noise continued when our professor started to lecture, and everyone heard it. Our professor pointed it out and asked what was up, so we broke political discussion and started talking about it. I thought the noise was coming from the front, right of the room and i was sitting in the back left but the kid behind me said he swore it was coming from right in front of us i heard it evenly in both ears which was odd and when i said that everyone else agreed my professor thought it was coming from dead center of the room and a kid in the center thought it was coming from the back right girl in the back right thought it was coming from center left and this went on and on for minutes all of us saying we thought it was coming from somewhere else despite the sound being even People would occasionally agree, but they were never from the same section. Obviously, the acoustics in the room were meant to reach for lectures, but still weird AF. It continued through regular lecture, but it wasn't until 15 minutes into the lecture that I realized what the noise was. I was typing my notes when the tapping momentarily matched my keystrokes, and I recognized the sound immediately. It was typing. At least three or four keyboards. Only one other girl, and 
I had our computers that day, and she sits in the seat rear next to me, so I knew it wasn't her. Plus, it persisted when neither of us were typing. And I know what that sound is. I work in a newsroom where there are at least three people typing at all times, and it sounded exactly the same. I knew I was right. It was really odd, and I wasn't paying attention to lecture at all at this point, instead focusing on the tapping. Suddenly, there were three louder beeps and the sound of a machine or something powering down. It just stopped. You could tell everyone noticed. We all looked around at each other. The professor stopped talking mid-sentence, and the air seemed thinner, less charged, if that makes any sense. Everyone was silent for the rest of the class, which is odd. It's usually a very spirited debate class, and we were talking about protests, something I know everyone felt rather strong about, and you could see the tension on everyone's faces when we left the lecture hall a while later. I think I think everyone sensed it w- wasn't natural, but no one knew what to think. I still don't. I just know whatever we heard didn't come from that room or that building. So that was weird. In a similar fashion, this other person put up like three glitches that he experienced. I'm going to read the last two because I think I'm running out of time. Uh, So this is the second one that he had. I was riding my bicycle down the street one morning. I looked up at the sky and I saw what looked like a faded purplish view of a zeppelin off in the distance. This is like modern day, right? It was very large and added a cute slant to the horizon as if it were crashing. It could not have been an unusual cloud formation, although it was a morning cloud colored purples and pinks and yellows because it was far too detailed. It looked exactly like a picture of the famous Hindenburg disaster. I looked around wildly to find someone to corroborate it, but the street was empty. I stood there straddling my bike, staring at it until finally I really had to be on my way. When I looked up again, it was gone. Naturally, I did not have my phone on me. And this is the second one that reminds me of this schoolroom lecture room thing. Quote, one day I was in my room just chilling. I live in a major urban area and it is never quiet here. There are trucks and cars, sirens at the nearby hospital, dogs barking, people shouting everything. Suddenly, I heard all the ambient sounds as one slow down and come to a halt with that Doppler shift drop in pitch like a huge motor or machine slowing down and stopping. Then I heard that sound in reverse as everything started up again, as if someone had cut the power to reality for a second or cycled the power switch and a hot reboot. Crazy stuff. I don't even know what to think about some of this stuff. Anyway, I'd like to thank everybody for checking out the podcast. Uh, The music is by Downbeat88. The opening track is called The Dark. The final outro track is called Moment of Peace. My Patreon is patreon.com slash paradoxwalk. And I'd like to thank my first Patreon, Roxy. Click the RSS feed to keep notified of all the uploads of the podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Have a good day. Bye.